captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hey fam, welcome back to New Girl, Old Guy. I'm neither the new girl nor the old guy. My name is Ali Lasher, and I'm here for the first time in months with my co-host Akiva Winokur. Akiva, long time, no new girl talk. How long has it been, do you know? I know exactly when we were supposed to record last. <laughs> um, ja- uh, we were originally scheduled to record this with uh, Melissa on June, uh, July 24th. July 24th, okay. So and it is months. now September 17th. When was our last episode released? Um, while I look this up, I should say that we are not joined by Melissa, sadly, because mm-hmm. we couldn't get our schedules to work out, and we figured we've got to just keep going here. But mm-hmm. we are going to hopefully do a bonus episode at some point where she comes on. Um. So sorry to disappoint. Uh, we last released an episode July 20th. So we were on track to be on time. All right. Two months. Yeah. I, mean, I should. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, it feels like it's been maybe even longer, but. Well, I feel I, I feel like I owe an explanation to the audience because it wasn't your fault. It was my fault. And it's very relevant to the topic of this episode. Okay. But, uh, you know, I learned. I've been podcasting for eight and a half years. I've had multiple year-long relationships during those times, and I've never once mentioned a damn one of them on these podcasts. I was dating someone for like seven months. I mentioned him once on NGOG, immediate breakup. <laughs> Not unrelated to NGOG. Mm-hmm. But basically, uh, my boyfriend and I broke up th- like the day we were supposed to record this podcast about online dating. The minute, Can you imagine? The, minute you, the minute you were supposed to record it, basically. Well, well, technically, we didn't break up in that conversation, but yes. And, uh, you know, I went through it for a month, and then I think the second month was us trying to schedule. Mostly but we could blame like... Melissa. We could blame Missy for the for the second month, mostly. Or just no, all three I of mean... our schedules. Yeah, scheduling. So I wasn't – I would have shown back up for the podcast, but can you imagine me having to talk about dating apps mm-hmm. fresh off a breakup? It wasn't going to happen. So um, yeah, it, thank just... you for your patience. Yeah, I, we appreciate your patience. Uh, um... No, I'm talking to you. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for thanking me. Um, we were literally going to record, I watched this episode in July and you messaged me, uh, that, you know, I guess things had, uh, had broken loose or whatever. fight broke out. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I like at the minute and you people know, are not like a last minute Larry, like you're the type you would have told me right away. So clearly, I mean, we didn't miss by much, I think being able to record that episode, but I was at the record waiting there and yeah. Nine he o'clock, nine ten, nine twenty. What's going on? Yeah, he called me to like mm-hmm. check in. He was back from a trip. We were just catching up, and then mm-hmm. he said something that was like very bad. And that was like literally at the moment I was supposed to hang up to record. And mm-hmm. so I like was sending texts like, "That's not going to happen. I've got to stay on this phone call." Part of me wonders. I mean, not in a way that I'm glad we're it's over, but like. If I was more dedicated to the podcast, who knows who my life would be? Because I would be like, true. I can't talk about this now. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, you could have been yeah. unhappy the rest of your life, but also, like, we could have been on season five. Right, exactly, which would have been a fun trade-off. So I am back. 
very timely. I just went on my first date back out there last night. So here we are, mm-hmm. uh, ready to talk about you it. You met and, the one. It, <laughs> that's not what happened, but uh, much like Jess, it's about momentum. You just got to get out there. It's a numbers game. So it's true. I am, Can I tell you where I am? Well, I, I was just wrapping up. Just sorry, like, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, not, I'm rusty. It's been two months. And we will be, and again, like, hopefully we'll be back with Missy at some point, for sure. Mm-hmm. Also, we're really into the series, Tell welcome. Me Lies. So when tells, Tell Me Lies ends, Missy and I might use this feed to release a one-off podcast on Tell Me Lies. Let me know if there's an audience for that. Okay. Uh, I love Go that. Ahead, First of all, tell me what Tell Me Lies is. Quick, like, uh, well, did you want to say where you were? Should I continue with this? No, you continue. You continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. I interrupted. I was like. No, I'm... I mean, I'm, I could, this could. You know, if we talk about this episode, great. If not, we just catch up. That's what we do here also. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tell Me Lies is a series on Hulu. It's four episodes in. Akiva, I am so addicted to the show that it drops on Wednesday at midnight. So, like, yeah. Tuesday night into Wednesday. I was hit play at 12.01. Like, I am watching What's when it is released. Pitch? Like, it's live. I wouldn't recommend it to you. But I have re- – I, I want to say this. I am very um, – specific about who i recommend stuff to like i wouldn't just be like i love the show akiva you should watch it i actually don't recommend this to you okay i appreciate it but what is the elevator what's what's what to the audience it is like it's giving cw it's essentially like a gossip girl ish like story of girl a girl who started in college Mm -hmm. and it's a like suspenseful show though it's not just like it's not a comedy in the way that like sex life of college girls is it's girl starts college suspense sexy intrigue i'm at the edge of my seat that's the pitch wow if you like emotionally abusive men you'll love this show (laughs) is there are there any big names no actually how old do you think so jack white's son is in it Really? I didn't know he How, had a kid that old. Right? I was floored. No He's like 50, I think. And the kid's It must like have been 26. a kid from like pre-Meg White. Yes. Sorry, so I'm eating. Oh, pre-Meg welcome White. back. <laughs> welcome back. Yeah, so I, 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 I don't usually regurgitate stuff from other podcasts on this one, but on, Never. Friday, on Friday we did a uh, uh, patron 32 Fans podcast, but I think I can update that. I, that's you know only a small fraction of... Uh, of of all the people out there, 32 fans, patrons. On on Thursday, I had a, um, we had a work trip. It's very popular in like the Tel Aviv high tech circles where we like, uh, you know, sometimes like in a smaller company or like a really rich company, they'll like take everyone to Greece or Cyprus, like another country for a week. Ooh. But we, we just had a day trip. We went to like a nice house with like a pool and they fed us and stuff. And there were like masseuses there. So I got a massage, which I'm not a big massage guy. And the second I finished the massage, I knew something was very wrong. Did it move? <laughs> it did not move. It was. <laughs> he had his hands and uh, he was. Uh, he was what? He, he was uh, touching and rubbing. That's a massage. And then I took my pants off. You took your pants off? Hamstring. Oh. I got about uh, two inches from there. Really? I think it moved. First of all, like they put you, they, you're like lying down, you're like a little smushed. Anyway, 
But but I immediately I didn't even realize that they like stand on your back. But Ella, who like follows my company's like pers- like in- inside Instagram account, not like the out facing, but like the workers one said like, oh, yeah, the like the masseuses are on like the people's backs. Like I didn't even realize. So hold on. They were posting to the Instagram people being massaged. Not like from a distance. You couldn't even see who the people were. Even worse. They were lurking from a distance. Yeah. And so uh, immediately after it was over, I realized something was wrong. And there was a whole thing. I, I, I went over it on 30 Defense, but basically, like, the uh, I put on suntan lotion at the end, and then it leaked into my eyes, so I couldn't see. So, I like, someone drove me to a bus. I was waiting for a, I'd never heard of the town we were in. It was, like, very far away from where I live. So, I was, like, waiting for a bus in a foreign town, and... Um, I couldn't open my eyes because both eyes were like shut because I had so much suntan lotion in them and they were like leaking tears. And also I couldn't stand because the massage somehow ruined my back. So I must have looked like the most (laughs) insane person in the world. And luckily I wasn't with my coworkers anymore. But eventually like I get on a bus and I met my daughter like halfway home. She was coming home from school. She, She comes home for the weekend. And she said like, you look like the craziest person I've ever seen. Like I couldn't even recognize her because I couldn't open my eyes. I was like on my phone next to her trying to find her. Anyway, so the point is I'm in bed right now on my stomach. I cannot move. Uh, Mara fixed my eyes. She like poured water into my eyes. But I Mara fixed my eyes. Mara can fix everything. Yeah, but my back is completely shot. And it's I like I can't not go to work. I can't call into work tomorrow and be like, hey, I can't come because I got that massage on Thursday. Because everyone else got a massage and is fine also. Like as far as I know, nobody else is like in traction. Do you think but, it was anti-Semitism? They don't just give you a bad massage. Anti-Semitism. I mean, <laughs> I think every, like, what percentage of the workforce is Jewish? I think very high until. No, I just like that. They don't just, oh, you're not in this group, but there's a Seinfeld trivia schedule the second, the at the end of Rosh Hashanah mm-hmm. on the Tuesday night, which would not be okay to go to for me. And I sent it to the group and was like, they don't just schedule Seinfeld trivia on Rosh Hashanah. That is pretty rough. I feel like half your crew in New York is probably not able to go. I mean, no, I'm the only person of my team of three that wouldn't go because. Of oh no, but I mean, like the you know the Chester of uh, that that type. Of yeah, well, thing. they oh, don't go, they don't general. get invited anymore because they went and didn't invite me. Oh, okay. Spite trivia. <laughs> um, um, big, big yeah. news since we last spoke. Besides mm-hmm. my life falling apart. No, just kidding. I'm fine. Um, I met Mara. And one of your uh, ambiguous number of children. You could say who. Well, yeah, because you announced it on 32 fans. You betrayed me. You met Mara. You met Shy. I, that's crazy yeah. that that happened after the last podcast. The six, that was a long time the ago. Six, the sixth kid. No, oh, I don't have six kids. Stop it. But yeah, oh, you met Mara. No, you you compared meeting Mara to staring into the sun. No, I didn't say that. That's exactly that was I'm quoting directly. What did I say? You said meeting Mara was like staring directly into the sun. I did not say that. You did. You said it. I'll find it somewhere. No, I would say something that's more like reverence, like mm-hmm. staring in the sun. She didn't burn my eyes. No. You got to meet the shy man, cute baby. I didn't find it difficult to look directly at her. What did I mean by that? I don't know. I don't know. Listen, you were in a different place in your life. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, but we yeah we did the beer tournament. Mara actually came. Um, you you got to meet her. That's exciting. You did a, the thing, the annoying thing that men do, where you're like, 
go talk to Mara. Like, I go kept telling to you Mara. to go talk like, to I'm her. Ta- yeah, I did talk to her, but like that's so strange. Like I'm recording, I'm doing a beer tournament. Like you're, it's very like every once in a while there's like a relic of like I find you to be very uh, tolerant and and progressive given to where you could be, but it's oh very Akiva like yeah. male vibes. Like I'm sitting at the table participating in a podcast, tasting these beers, taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. And you're elbowing me to like, go talk to Mara and like, get out of like what we're doing and like go there. And I'm like, but I, I am talking I to I hear Mara. what you're saying, but I but also it's like, think the like, women go entertain. Here's the woman. Go, you didn't tell Jordan Kalish to go talk to Mara. Well, because he's probably met her first of all. So nope. I think it's like the only time you no, saw he hasn't. Dolly from the editing room. You know, I justify eating on podcasts because I'm like, oh, I do it when Akiva is telling a story. <laughs> In what world during this very active exchange did I feel it was appropriate to completely fill my mouth? I apologize. Just know I, too, am suffering in the editing room. Back to the show. I think he has. It's the only... <laughs> he's met my father and grandpa. He's come to Jet Games with Right, but it's it's giving... You're a woman. Go talk to my woman. No, but I wanted you guys to like become friends, and it wasn't going to happen at the table. I had good motives. It's It's giving... Go talk to my wife. But I love talking to her. I did talk to her. But I'll, mm-hmm. I don't need to be told to do that. <laughs> um. Yeah. Not much talking to Shy. He's a baby. Oh, Shy was so cute, though. Um. Yeah. All right. That, yeah. We did the the beer tournament. Has that and been released? Since, I don't think it's been released. And since we last spoke, I listened to an episode of her nap and, like, lost my damn mind because you called. You said that Mara was on vacation with your five children while you People sat at home. People didn't like when I said that. People did not like that I said it. It, it is, of course, true. It was, it was a two-month vacation. Most people would kill for a two-month vacation. But I guess because your children were there, it's not a vacation. I don't know. You are such an idiot. I'm, I'm not an idiot. I'm the only oh person who knows the truth. Chester and I had a conversation about you in front of you at a group chat, and I genuinely thought you were going to get mad because it was getting offensive. It was great. No, I, I enjoyed didn't it. it. I don't think I, no lies were told. I was really enjoying it. I was like, yeah. Listen, people are very comfortable like telling me what they think about me to my face because I don't take it. Like, I'll, I'll argue if I think it's wrong, but I don't take it super personally, and I won't like cry afterwards or anything. So people will openly talk about me in front of me or to someone else in front of me. It's fine. So yeah. I mean, are. I was uncomfortable because what I feel I like felt my parents have you, done that my whole life too. It's okay. What I felt about you in that moment was that it was so despicable that you felt this way that it actually affected about the how vacation. I was you. Yes. Oh no! Like, the things a, you that, were saying in that that's group chat, I despicable. Thought, that's correct. I found it so despicable that you feel this way that it is. I it has changed how I think about you. Oh and so God. I felt like it was too personal in the group chat because like. If what I was saying and worse, what Alex was saying was true, it was so horrific and you were just like agreeing. <laughs> well, listen, it's just semantics. What's vacation? What's not vacation? I don't think it was despicable. I mean, listen, very famously, we were talking about my ex-boyfriend and you were like, yeah, well, like some some women are fine <laughs> dealing with like an emotionally unavailable, like, difficult man. Just ask Mara. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I got to get out of this. I got to get out of this stat. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, some old business. Mm-hmm. Uh, David wrote to us and said, first time writing in after a long time of listening. First, I want to say I'm a huge fan of the podcast. It is the only podcast that I'll immediately play when I get a notification about it a new episode. Tr- what's your show called? True Lies or something? Tell Me Lies. Tell Me Lies. Okay. It is Tell Me Lies. 
since you were asking this, I found the podcast literally by Googling New Girl Podcast, and it was the top result on some random website in September of 2021. So gave it a shot, and it's been an awesome ride since. Well, David, you're in for a real treat because <laughs> we're back. Uh, yeah, I wonder if he's ever listened live before, but now we're here. Season four, episode two, Dice, originally aired September 23rd, 2014. A lot to cover. A lot that you have no experience with, Kiev. No, never been on a dating app. Don't even really know, like, for the, I mean, I know how they work. You've sent me a lot of screenshots and stuff other people have, but I don't know. I, I, did I have ever told you my all-time favorite um, dating app story? I may have told Lay it you. Lay on me. I have a friend who got divorced, and he was talking with the bluster that sometimes men speak with. And he was like, yeah, you know, I'm out there. But my wife, or, or like my ex, whatever, is uh, she's not ready to like date anymore. We're at, we're at dinner with four. It was like a f- f- crew, crew of four. And the gentleman I was sitting next to who was single, like two minutes later, slides me Tinder. And it's a screenshot, or it's a screenshot, of his ex-wife on, on Tinder already. So it was, it was very funny. Oh, we He's love like, men looking dumb. Uh, yeah. But so... Uh, no, yeah, I don't have any experience with it. I do have two of uh, double experience watching the show because I watched the whole episode in July, and then of course I had to rewatch it because I not only did I not remember everything, but I couldn't even find my notes. I eventually found them, but they were like they didn't make sense to me because I just write like one word or two words usually. So I because I hadn't seen the episode in two months, my notes made no sense. I just see yeah, the words it's... "crush butt," but I don't really remember what <laughs> that was. It's funny because right before we logged in. I went to my Google Docs where I keep my notes and I didn't have anything written and I knew I took notes. Like I remember, I, we, we, to your point earlier, we got so close to recording it that it would have been insane for us to have not watched. You know, sometimes I'll watch 30 minutes before we record. This was like, I canceled it five minutes after the record time. So I knew I had notes on it and I couldn't find them. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I finally found them in my notes app. Sometimes I'll take them there while, if I have my phone. But anyway, I was like, oh no, I'm going to have to tell drafts. Akiva it's canceled. Email draft, okay. Wait, so you didn't rewatch this episode, but you've seen it many times. Mm. No, 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 I did. I actually, I only got three quarters of the way through before the podcast started, but um, I didn't retake notes on it. Like, I was like, I have my notes. I knew my notes were good, and I'll, like, run through it one more time. Do you write out, like, full sentences, or what do you do? Mm, Bullets. By the way, one good thing about not recording for two months, we have a nice backlog of banana minutes. Well, but hmm. you'll notice that my chewing is not the only problem with the audio this week. I don't know how to play a banana minute with my headphones, like with the recording method right now. Oh, no. All right. We'll figure something out. I mean, I can always drop it in in post. We can't talk about it. Drop it in post. But there's a a bunch. Not recently, but he he had a whole treasure trove this summer. Well, what? Keep us updated. What's the latest with him? He's not really into banana. Is he into banana? You still doing Twizzlers? He like, what are we doing? He doesn't talk about banana that much. Uh, he did start kindergarten, so like at a oh. certain point, uh, he doesn't talk about banana that much. But you know, he's still definitely bribable for candy. He'll, he'll, he'll tell you what's going on with banana. Have we made a new friend to replace his cousin as his best friend? <laughs> he made a new friend. Who's his cousin? 
No, no, I'm saying, like, is he making new friends? Like, he famously has said his cousin is his best friend. Oh, yeah, well, that cousin is 35 years old also. Right, so I'm saying, has he made an age-appropriate friend? Yeah, I think all his, yeah, I think everyone in the class likes him because he's, like, very into, like, adventures and um, there's a, there's a, uh, a punchy bag in the, in the kindergarten. He he really likes that. But uh, he's good at sports (laughs) and he's, like, an insane person. So I think, like, he's the type who either he'll tell a kid, like, hey, Joe, go, like, jump off that you know, fence or he'll do it himself. So yeah, he, he she's getting a lot of calls home. But some dad <laughs> of, of one of the moms of one of the girls in his class came over to me and he's like, Hey, like, uh, I hear Yosef is like a little too into the power Rangers and swords. I was like, all right. Yeah. I, I know where this is going. What does that like, mean? I don't know. Did you, I'm like, Yosef, did you tell this girl you were going to like bring a sword to, 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 to kindergarten or something? He's like, I don't know. He, 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 he it was fine. He said, we're friends. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's, I mean, it must be nerve-wracking as a parent to, like, send your kid into school, and it can be heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if not if your kid is, like, cool and, like, whatever. I, if you're – probably it's hard if, like, he's maybe the smallest kid or he doesn't have friends or – I mean, that's what I mean. But, like, also, like, you know, you got to worry about the people who are, quote-unquote, cool in kindergarten later in life. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it's not a good thing. You don't want – I think the thing is, having had a bunch of kids already go through this, like – you don't want to have like the coolest kid at all. You just you want kids in the middle. You don't want like the coolest couple kids. You don't want like the kids who like really struggle to make friends. You you want to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, all right, we'll put our name on that. So the episode opens, Schmidt's got a girl leaving. Love the Babar line. Your kids like Babar? Or did that miss them? They're they too young? Babar is like old school. <laughs> I think Babar missed us. <laughs> what do you mean? Like old school by the time we were kids. No, I had Babar. Yeah, but it it felt like this is like something our parents liked that was like still around. Not to me. Babar was never was never cool. I love Babar. People like Babar. That's a bad take. Nobody likes Babar. Like maybe that's in a the, bad take. In the nineteen thirties, when it was like the only source of entertainment. Okay, I'm. Trying I don't know. To My kids definitely was... don't know who Babar is. For sure, not. And Chester's kids. Nobody knows Babar. Okay, wait. Babar might Babar... not even have like a Wikipedia page anymore. He's so unpopular. Yes, he does. That's bad. I'm trying to see if this book was Babar. Children's book, French children's book, Histoire de Babar. That Are you doing like okay? What just time. happened? That was his last. I'm. The last series or movie is from like 1999 about Babar. Okay, so this isn't Babar, but one of my favorite books as a kid that I remember. But it, the main character is an elephant, so that's why I think I thought it was Babar, but it's not. Ah, okay. it's called My Teacher Sleeps in School. Mm. And it was, like, all about, like, the students being, like, I think our teacher, like, stays in the school and they, like, sleep there because they're always there when we get in and they're there when we get home. And I always thought that was hilarious because my mom was a teacher and it was one of my favorite books. Shout out to my teacher sleeps in school. Not Babar, but another elephant forward uh, children's Was the elephant the teacher or the, or the kid in the class? Oh, they were all elephants. Ah, it was an elephant teaching elephants. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, the Babar hater, the Babar stands can come for you. At yeah, I'm sorry. They're going to, they're really <laughs> going to be. Um, so, so Jess is in, I mean, again, this is a very relatable episode for me. Not to like, you know, so you're welcome guys that I, uh, got my heart broken for this podcast. Uh, not true. Um, but she's like, where are you meeting these people? She's sort of ready to get back out there post Nick. God, given that it's been like two months since we recorded and then it was the summer since they broke up on their end. It's like, 
it really feels like years ago that Nick and Jess were ever together, but she's still hot off the breakup, but she's ready to get back out there. And Matt Stewart says, does Jess's misunderstanding of internet dating date this episode? I say yes. Does it date it? Uh, not really, because I could see like, so, I mean, a little bit, but that I, I think they, I don't think it felt as old as, it actually feels more relevant in terms of internet culture than most of the other stuff we've heard so far. Remember, it's a new season. We're getting a little bit closer to where we are now. Well, no, but the way she says it, like, she's never heard of it. She's like, oh, how do you even meet people? And then she makes these, like, email jokes about it. Like, I think there's a very interesting – so, like, my brother met his wife. Like, their friends set them up. Like, probably right before he would have been – like, app dating was, like, coming up but was still sort of, like, taboo. Mm-hmm. And, um, like – there's a very key, like the people who got together, the people who are in my contemporaries, our contemporaries, who were in relationships when app dating and internet dating was like taboo, have no effing idea about, like you, like how, how like app dating works and the culture of it. And now what is scary to me is like that people who are in college use it as a primary method of meeting people. And that to me is insane. Yeah, that is I, I you think there should be something different that's maybe not as datey or something? Well, no, it's like Just going out and meeting people. You're on a college town. Go meet somebody. Like, go to a bar. The point of app dating is, like, the first time I ever had an app, I was uh, in between boyfriends, neither of whom I've met on an app. Uh, and I was just, like, going on dates, like, here and there in 20... 20- 14 probably the year mm-hmm. after i graduated college i was like living in my parents house but i was working in new york and i was like oh whatever blah blah blah. then i was in a relationship and then i was in another relationship in law school so then i came back from law school and then i was on apps where i met ian rosenblum who is a prolific friend of the podcast now and like various other uh storied freaks and then so like i just think it makes more sense if you're like in your late 20s and 30s where like it's harder to meet people particularly in a pandemic mm-hmm. if you're at college go to class and look around you know like you're in this like un like this environment of all people your age i i just love the use of the word storied freaks <laughs> well you know about them mm. i miss the freaks <laughs> maybe they're coming back maybe the freaks are having to come back in 2022 I miss the freaks. Could it be freak year <laughs> instead of freak day? I have very good relationships with all of those freaks. Not all of them. Mm-hmm. I could. Do you want another one on the podcast? We could get another freak no, on the podcast. No, we don't have enough. <laughs> we have enough podcast guests who you met through dating apps. Um, <laughs> well, we stole Ian from you. Ian's been on 32 Fans. Um, yeah, Ian has been checking it. Nobody cares more about the return of NGOG than Ian because he's texted me like, once a week being like where is uh because i think is he scheduled to, he's scheduled to come on in like two weeks so he obviously only cares because he wants to be back on but yeah but i think we also learned a lesson which is like if you're available the week you're supposed to come on god bless but if not i think we got to keep trucking you know yeah no i take full this was not a missy issue no but then i also wasn't i'm not available. blaming missy no, no no i'm not blaming missy yeah. but I, I do think going forward unless you're like in the episode or something I feel well, like I've nuked all of the guests, essentially. You nuked the guests? I think I nuked the guests. We okay. had other guests. Did we miss a Puya appearance? I, I nuked the guests. I think, I, I think, also most of the guests we had, in the, like, were scheduled for the first three seasons, so I don't think we have a ton of scheduled guests going forward. All right. Um, 
Winston's storyline is that he's not clicking with the cadets. And, you know, everyone's got a nickname. He doesn't have one. Do you think a nickname is an indication of, like, closeness? It can be. Although, so I feel like nobody calls me Akiva, so I feel like if someone calls me Akiva, it's like, uh, it's it's the it's the opposite. I like I know my wife's being serious if she calls me Akiva. I call you Akiva. I know, but I feel like a lot of people just call me Kiev or like other things. Wheels. How's it rolling? Nobody in my that. normal life, like nobody outside the podcast world calls me wheels, but people do call me that in the in the Do you consider Chester not a part of your normal life? I think he I'm not a part wheels. of your normal life. I, I like that you said that. But Chester, I feel like, is a part of your normal well, life. Well, I've smushed them together at this point. <laughs> Everything is sort of... You're killing uh, independent Akiva. Yeah, I kill, like, at this point, because, like, people will come over to me at work or wherever, and, like, I've had me see people on the podcast a bunch of times, on every on two of the three podcasts, not on this one. Like, it's, you know, I, I, like, I, I, I've been able to, I've mixed up the worlds. And honestly, it's not so bad. I remember being so nervous when I was a kid. I wanted like my one of my good friends from school to meet my camp friends. I thought they'd really like him because he was like good at basketball or something like that. Because that's all that matters when you were like nine, ten years old. Um, How'd it go? They never met. It was impossible uh-huh. in like the pre like internet days to like get a few people together. It just never. <laughs> but I remember like oh they would be like great if this could happen. Um, I think that should be put that on the wheel. Wheels gets his old gang back together. The gang back you together can find- like. Elementary school friends? I don't think so. Yeah, you can finally introduce the summer, your the summer me, the the winter me. Um, all right. So the the gang is also well, you meeting Mara. That's that's like now you're in the real life, not in not in the podcast life anymore. That's why I, I remain to speak where to her. I am. You needed, to, you needed to speak to her for like I think eight minutes for that to for that to happen. I spoke to her all in for over eight minutes. Okay, that's good. Um, I didn't get a review. A review from oh I, I, she doesn't do reviews she's like a classy lady she doesn't like uh, oh well I would be hoping it was a positive review and oh I it think it probably was I mean it probably was she was probably mad at me for like Manger stay for four hours at the thing but okay uh so there the, the storyline for everybody besides Schmidt and Jess while well, Jess and Schmidt are going to get uh, Jess acclimated to dating life uh, the rest of the gang is going to get stoned before Winston becomes a cop because they're not going to be able to get stoned when Winston is a cop which hijinks ensue. We'll get back to that later. Uh, Jess goes on dice against Schmidt's uh, wishes, recommendation, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) finds herself in an emergency situation where she asked him, he asked her to go to a food court near his house. I thought that meant he was down to earth. He didn't bring any money. Then we had to go back to his apartment. He wanted to show me his baby clothes. So this to me rang true. I mean, it was a ridiculous situation. My first ever dating app date, I too was like extremely naive in that it was like, oh, like it was a guy, I'll never forget this guy. He had like a cookie over his face in the photo. And I was like, oh, what a hilarious guy. I look like, look at this big cookie, like whatever. Mm. And he had like a similar career that I was interested in. And I was like, what a great, like this will be a great match no no did he buy the cookie no he was a lawyer and he went to like a law school in new york and i was a paralegal at the time i was like this will be great like and i was just out of a relationship and my dad was sick so i was sort of just like doing things after work i wasn't like really like serious about it and the guy looked nothing like 
the pictures that he did have that didn't have a cookie obstructing his face. Mm-hmm. And I could just see myself being, oh, he's a nice guy still. But I remember I could see myself being like, oh, like I thought like, he's like funny. This is a funny photo. And it's like, oh no, he's like being misleading. <laughs> you learn a lot. You get the a lot more over cynical. the face. Yeah, I think now 2022 <laughs> Allie would not fall for the cookie on the face. Certainly not. But people are still doing it. I still see people with stuff like that. You see with cookies on faces still? Or, like, obstructed faces. And I don't know why, like, this is what I don't get. Like, why would somebody, I don't, it doesn't happen was, to was me. Was what he was blocking that bad? Like, in hindsight, was he smart to block it? Cookie face. <laughs> I mean, I probably wouldn't have gone on the date. Okay, so, so he was smart. He well, but here's me. the thing. I think some people, like, Missy has an insane story where a guy lied about his age by 10 years. Okay. That's Ten crazy. years. That's a big lie. What was the difference? And, what was it? What, did he say he was thirty-four and he was forty-four? Yes. Was that it? Basically, it. A year, like a year or two older than that, even. But yes. Okay. And we've seen him still. He is now, I think, forty-seven, and he's saying he's thirty-seven. That is a huge difference. It is a huge difference. It's also like if you think about it, creepy. Because why is he doing it? It's like guy oh, he just like likes much older, younger women. Yeah, well, he said he'll be filtered out by other. It's it's not even that he likes younger women because there are some women who would have like a big age range. He like a, wants to trick women who don't yeah. want to date a man that old. <laughs> like that is terrible. Right, and he can't even date anybody your age because they won't date someone who's thirty four or whatever. Right. Well, yeah, they probably will, but like that's becoming in vogue. I don't know. It's just here's the thing about it is like. I don't get what like men lying about their height or like po- people posting old pictures or whatever. It's like if somebody cares about that such that they would filter you out because of it. I like I think people think like, well, I'll get in the door and then you'll like me like right. you'll my personality will shine or whatever. And it's like mm-hmm. I don't want to try to like trick somebody to meeting me like my pictures. My num- first picture is a video that Missy took when we did a staycation like a month ago. You know, it's like. This is who I am. It's your worst pictures, just to make sure. I've considered that. But like, but it's like, no, they're good photos of me, but they're accurate. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want somebody to show up and be disappointed. Totally makes sense. I don't get what people think. Like, I'm going to say I'm 5'10 and I'm 5'5. Like, there will people who want to date someone who's 5'5 or someone who won't care. You're going to get people who care. But I know Rourke, my friend Rourke, she is 5'10". And so when she sees someone, like, it's like, I'm going to know. <laughs> like, yeah. I am, you can see my height. I'm 5'10". I don't know. I don't get the, but it happens all the time. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, Jess had never heard of, like, uh, I, I, by the way, Dice is sort of, like, a pretty decent writer's room pitch. Yeah, I agree. This app. could, this could be. It could accurate. be an app tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit like coffee meets bagel meets like the tenant words. Like maybe you get coffee one meets di- bagel. You get, like, Are you okay? One... What are you doing? <laughs> well, I just I remember hearing about it in a podcast where they like email you like one match a day. So I think it's like dice would be like maybe like if you roll a one, you get this or I don't know. Yeah. So it's yeah, like you I get one that. a day. Um so so Schmidt is going to enroll Jess in the School of Dice. Uh, there's a Kings of Leon reference. We have more work to do than the Kings of Leon. Producer Kelly says, "Keep feelings on Kings of Leon." I like that. You, you know music. It's weird that they had like multiple songs that had, like similar titles. Like everything was. Uh, I feel like everybody was in a lot of their songs. Uh, I like them. I, I don't think they've done much recently of note, but 
I like them. I'd say B plus Kings of Leon. Okay, nice. Now, will you give your daughters the Schmidt rules for their dating life? Will I give it? I mean, first of all, Adira's like already like she'll threaten. <laughs> here, here. Tell me if you agree or disagree. Do you think I'm going to give you Schmidt's rules? And do you think that you should pass these on to Ella or Adira? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Okay. First rule: never get into a van, no matter how your dad it is. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, a man asking you to meet near his house means he thinks it will end in sex. I, I, you'd have to answer that question. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's like an automatic deal breaker, but I have had guys who like very creepily insist on meeting at a bar near my apartment, and mm-hmm. that's like clear they think they're going to come back to my apartment. So mm-hmm. I think that's like a, a red flag. Okay, interesting. Uh, Never date a man with pets. The only acceptable pet is a saltwater fish. Now I think you 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 know maybe think this is accurate. Yeah, I would be reluctant to date a man with a pet at this point again. <laughs> um, I, but saltwater fish, I think, is a terrible pet. Yeah, I agree. Especially I'm just if, let's say a... your family's on a two month vacation that some people don't think is a vacation, and they say feed the fish, and you forget, and then you come home, they're all dead. I'm just staying in a hotel right now, homeless, pervert. <laughs> It's no one would really do this. It's giving like I'm in between jobs. I like yeah, st- staying in a hotel to me is either like great or really bad. My mom is like, the my best. wife kicked me out. Someone says my mom is the best. I think that's fine. I think that's honestly good. <laughs> Virgin pervert. <laughs> I mean, you will have a tough time competing with someone who thinks their mom is the best. You want someone, honestly, you want someone who's like not, you want, you don't want someone who has no relationship with their parents necessarily. I mean, that's fine if they do, but like, you don't want someone who's obsessed with their parents. You want someone who like sees their parents on the holidays and is fun and is like cordial with them. That's ideal. I like someone who's close to their family. Like but... text them every, you know, like calls them once a week. That's what you want. You don't want after... someone every, four hours a day speaking to their mom. Yeah. After recent experiences, you're probably right. <laughs> But I, I, uh, I once thought that was a good sign. Um, this, I don't mean this to become like a bird. No, I, I stand by my old opinion. I like someone who is close with their family. Decided. Like, would you care if someone like ultimately liked their mom more than you? Like someone who would, if you and their mom were drowning, would save their mom. Here's my question. How do I know this information? They tell me they like their you mom more know. than me? You would know. I feel You will know one way or the other. Well, I was jealous of a dog once, so I guess I would notice. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I think the problem would be if there's a comparison. You don't need to you don't need to feel similar f- feelings for your girlfriend and your mom. Like I don't think uh, there needs to be a preference there. Right. So to the extent that you can detect a preference, yeah, that's probably a bad flag, a bad sign. Virgin pervert. Yeah, exactly. I kind of prefer public transportation. Multiple DUIs, pervert. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, Kelly, producer Kelly uh, went to a birthday Zoom for Kelly. It was great. We talked a lot about NGOG with her friends and family. I did not get invited to the Zoom, but I'm sure it was wonderful. It was on a Friday night, so I think it was more out of respect for your Ah, so it was anti-Semitic just to even host it then. I got it, got it, got it. Would you rather be excluded from something on Shabbat or invited and have to decline? It's a good question. I think at this point, I don't really need to be on any Zooms. I'm also pretty busy right now. That's not the question. Generally, if something was happening on Shabbat, 
Would you rather be excluded? Well, like, here's a perfect it's example. It's like inviting someone to a wedding that you know they can't come to, you know? Here's – but I would you rather be – well, no, that implies you have to bring a gift. I'm, here's an example because mm-hmm. you might say I'd rather not be invited. So you're invited, saying you brought no to gift to the Zoom? That's not the alley I used to know. No, I'm saying this. I'm saying would you – if Rob was doing some podcaster thing mm-hmm. and, like, it was like a – match game 73 yeah. with like six podcasters and it was going to be recorded on a friday Damn, night you're stealing my bits match game 73 we we're about to do that here well here's the thing who's writing the questions for that match game is a little bit easier but i do think sometimes having non-professional game show writers write your questions makes it like not as it, it makes it gives me really new appreciation down the match game hall when really the question was about shabbat here. no no i'm interested in this because it's like it's like what happened with Family Feud was a problem. Like, I have new respect for people who write game show questions because it's got to be a question where, like, there's not an obvious one answer so that everyone gets it, but it's not so impossible that nobody hits a match. Like, it's a, I have a lot of respect for game show writers. Yeah, we had, yeah, I remember, like, with, with that, yeah, it is hard to, that was the one with, with Steven, right? That we had to, like, uh, it's hard. Because yeah. a lot of the questions are very obvious and then some of them are impossible. It's a good point. And, like, for Family Feud, they get the advantage of, like, they ask a bajillion questions and then they take the ones with the correct spreads, like, because you need, like, you know, a 30-point number one answer, like, whatever. When I've done Family Feud on various podcasts, you need to ask, like, 10 questions for every one you want to use, basically. Right, right. I'm sure they ask hundreds. They they ask hundreds to get, like, an episode, probably, yeah. Um, All right. So, Kelly has written a game. Classic warning signs. What does it mean when a man puts these on his profile? So she's given a bunch of examples. Mm-hmm. You really should be asking these to me. Uh, someone puts moderate for their political views. I think that means that they like they want they they don't want someone to be like, oh, Trump supporters are deal breakers, or like someone who's like uh, Democrats are deal breakers. They they basically want to have their cake and eat it too. That's what they are a non-Trump Republican. That's what that means. Yeah, I think that's probably right. They want to sleep with liberals also. <laughs> um, please know how to take a joke or don't take yourself too seriously. Uh, yeah, someone who has who thinks no women are funny. Yes, and they themselves are not funny. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Um, just a good guy looking for a good girl. They're virgin perfect. That's exactly pervert. <laughs> Need someone who values fitness. I'll add very into fitness themselves. Listen, I'm not so into fitness. I know some people are. I know it's a deal breaker for people. I don't know. It means don't be fat. Yeah, I guess no no fatties welcome is what they're saying. Here's the other thing, too. I find that the men who talk about working out, not mm-hmm. on their profile, but that the men who talk the most about working out, Mm-hmm. are the least in shape have i dropped that that's lash theory i don't know if that's true I, i'll say that people it's probably true work out every day of their oh you have dropped it here people who probably work out every day of their life it is just part of their lifestyle so they probably don't even talk about it right it's like, like i have yeah. found in texting with guys who are like constantly like oh i have to get to the gym or like what did you do today i went to the gym now I'm making dinner mom like made a healthy dinner i go to the gym like there it's number one sign that they're like too focused on that yeah okay. all right 420 friendly yeah i don't know what what does she say it means no no she doesn't say what it means this is for us to oh, decide. she just gave us? the prompts 
I mean, it's probably, I think it means they're probably very 420 friendly if they're mentioning it in the dating profile. Pervert. Same kind of thing. You don't need to mention okay. Virgin pervert. Okay, got it. Um, must love dogs. Uh, I will always love my dog more than you. Yeah, sexual attraction to the dog, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Proud uncle. I, I mean, you know my take on uncles already, so. This is a man who has a photo of his nephew or niece in his pr- picture and wants you to know that he doesn't have kids. Ah, and, and but that that niece or nephew is also, like, every picture on his phone. Like, his the, his background on his phone, too. <laughs> or, no, or he never actually sees them. This is the one photo they have, and he's just, like, trying to parent ah, you. Ah, okay, okay. Child baiting. He's not even really. It it would be like if someone got a cute dog. Does that exist where someone like rents out dogs to like pick up women? I'm sure that exists somewhere. Well, famously, uh, Missy and I were going to use my ex-boyfriend's dog to pick up guys, which I've still considered doing. I think he would be fine with it. (laughs) Now, it was going to be for Missy, but now it could be for me, too. Because he had a dog that is like a man's dog, like would attract men to come talk to you. Ah, you know, it. like it wasn't like some little like fluffy like ball that would just get like women stopping us. Ah, so different dogs are attracting men versus women. Got I it. think so. I think it was worth it. You know, I didn't get an, I didn't get far enough out there with it, but I had some. When I was walking the dog, mostly men would stop. But maybe that was about me, you know? Very interesting. Oh, it's possible. Um, they didn't even notice the dog. Okay. Just ask. Someone has a prompt and they've responded. Just ask. Uh, they're not funny at all because they, they can't think of one interesting thing to say. Lazy, pervert. Yeah. Uh, chivalry isn't dead. Hmm. Will pay for the date and then when you ask, if they ask you out again and you say, like, sorry, I wasn't feeling it, will Venmo request you for half of the date? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, add me on Snap. Uh, they're just trying to gain followers on Snapchat. Perfect. <laughs> My definite pervert. Also, my age bracket must have been broken because it slipped down to like 21 or something like that. I don't I don't interact with men who would say add me on snap. Mm-hmm. Uh, OK, let's see. Uh, last one I'll do plant based. Yeah, they, they probably talk about it a lot. Kosher, potentially. I get a lot of guys who are like kosher and I'm like, eh. Uh, Kelly eh, says you say, eh? insufferable, joyless. Oh I don't God. know that a kosher. If I really liked a guy, I could be kosher for him. And but like keeping a kosher kitchen, like most people probably wouldn't want to date me, especially a man. Like with your nah, attitude, imagine like a Mara wasn't like kosher. You. If you had to be the primary person who was running your kosher kitchen, you would not be able to do it. I would never do it. I would never be the primary person running it. Right. So then, right. So like a kosher. So man, the house just wouldn't be kosher then. Well, but if he's kosher, then he problem. wants it to be kosher. Wants and what what it is, or it'll. Oh, get out of here! By. Okay. <laughs> People who listen to the podcast. People who listen to the podcast don't realize like how like truly religious you are, and I feel like a lot of people I know have said like, "Oh, but Akiva probably doesn't like really believe in it." Like you know, people who are secular themselves, like because you're out here like ah oh, kosher schmosher, like you you you're, you live a kosher life. Yeah, I know, but I don't do anything like Mara just like buy stuff and hands me stuff yeah but you made it a nightmare for us to go to dinner because you wouldn't go to a, and i was respectful of that but like you are the most well like, i was with like four other kosher people they were just like right and they their, were willing to eat at a vegan restaurant and you weren't yeah mm-hmm. all right so schmidt's got the dice ds and she will be an expert by midnight 10 dates i think the dice ds is like one of the funniest things this is such it's a great fun. episode 10 dates in a, in a night is a lot 
Now, this episode contains my favorite quote in New Girl in all seven seasons. What is it? DTF? No. Because Je- Jess says she's DTF, which is uh, um, darn tootin' fun. Yeah, and I skipped that because I th- thought that was stupid. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. My favorite quote, What's your favorite is, quote? is when Jess and Mike, a uh, friend of the podcast, or Ali's friend Mike, I forget what we called it, my friend Mike, and mm-hmm. I quote this all the time. I'm not ready. That's like taking a musical straight to Broadway. If you were for one second suggesting that I don't know how to open a musical, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, that is funny. I... It's it's my favorite line. I was reading uh, a biography of Mike Nichols. You know Mike Nichols? No. Well, don't know spoilers on what he ends up being. I know he like directed The Graduate, so he like he starts he starts off like as a comedy guy, then he's like directing Robert Redford on Broadway. So anyway, right now we're on Broadway. But Wait, are like you saying like... that you can't, you don't want to spoil a person to me? Yeah, no, no spoil like what? Because I don't know if like I like any of his later movies or anything. I, no spoilers on like what who he marries or anything. I until I until I read the book. No spoilers on this biography. Oh, oh, I thought you meant you weren't going to spoil me. I was like, I don't care. No, you wouldn't <laughs> read this biography. This is like for the uh, lies down the hatch or whatever your show is. Like, I wouldn't recommend it to you. But anyway, they're like opening. The they're, like, down the they're like going to these little playhouses to to like stage the musicals before they bring them to Broadway. That's what made me think of it. If you're for one second suggesting that I don't know how to open the musical, do you think if you ever uh, had um if you ever had like uh, plenty of money, do you think you'd like uh, um invest? Be one of those people that invested in a lot of Broadway shows? My friend's dad does, and it's very exciting for them. But you lose a lot of money. Yeah, my my college my college friend who I'm not really in touch with anymore has uh, I see on on social media has produced a few a few Broadway musicals. Yeah, part of me w- wishes if I've never said this before out loud, but part of me wishes like while I was at Northwestern, I had taken some like theater production class or like volunteered to like you know they had like not only was Northwestern a big theater school, but they also had like students like directing, producing, like stage. Like I was like I should have like gotten invited because I don't really know what that is you know like I I don't know what the roles for people are outside of acting and of course like being a producer in real life is having money but at Northwestern it wasn't so I like part of me regrets that I didn't like see what that was about Mm -hmm. yeah well you should have just become like uh maybe a football player or make a lot made a lot of money become a football team booster because they are currently losing to the southern Illinois Salukis at home with five minutes oh Jesus Christ yeah um all right so Date one, I mean, this is just, like, a very funny series. Like, I really enjoyed, um, you know, like, all of these, like, uh, I don't have a, a job currently in the traditional sense. I grow raisins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a <laughs> And the, I think the best, the height of the comedy of these to me is, like, Schmidt interrupting Jess, like, being too nice and staying on the date with his excuses. And then he ends up writing some excuses that she can use. Uh, I love, we found your son. He's alive. Um, Alexis Odom says in this episode, Schmidt gives Jess multiple examples of fake excuses to use to exit when her dates are getting bad. Have either of you ever had to come up with excuses like Jess's to get out of a situation or a date? Multiple questions on this, but so that, uh, and then what is, do you have a go-to excuse to get out of things? Um, I mean, mine would be like my kids, but then they'd be like, why are you on this date? Why are you married? So what's yours? (laughs) Well, no, but do you have a go-to excuse to get out of things generally? I think, like, for you, like, minor Jewish holidays is a great one. Yeah, that's a good one. Make Shabbat. Shabbat. The time difference, your mm-hmm. children. I have a lot of excuses, yes. 
I'm a Kiva and I don't want to do it. Mara told me I can't. These mm-hmm. are all. They're all good. Um, yeah, I mean, having a demanding job sucks, but it is the ultimate unclockable excuse. I often don't use it as an excuse. It usually is. The, it is my excuse usually, and it is accurate. <laughs> but um, I can always lean on that if I need to. I've only ever. Here's the thing about dating and me. I've only ever wanted to leave one date. Like I've, I've wanted to leave multiple dates, but usually there was a TikTok. This is gonna make me sound really full of myself, but here we are on the podcast. So whatever. Um, there was like a TikTok of a girl like explaining that like she goes on dates and it's like hard to tell if she likes the guy because she always has a good time because she's vibing with herself. And that's yeah. why I feel like it's very rare that I can't sit across from. So like, I don't really have bad dates. I have people who aren't interested in me after a date and I'm not interested in them, but I don't have like, Oh my God, that was an hour and a half. That was like insufferable. And I wanted to leave every minute. I usually like have a nice time and then I'm like, Oh, but I don't want to see them again. So basically like you're, you're saying you're such a great conversationalist and person to be around. You're like a 20 out of 10 that even if there is zero, you guys add up to a 10 and it's like, and well, I'm saying I have a good time regardless. I'm not saying that it's the same for them. I have fun regardless. Mm -hmm. It's, I got dressed. I'm out in New York. We're having drinks. Like, I mean, unless like, and also like, maybe I'm just picking the right people and that like, nobody's ever like offended me greatly. You know, I've been lucky, like whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've had, again, I've had people where I sit down and I'm immediately not interested, but like, I still end up having a good time. There was one date where I couldn't think of anything to say. And I was just like talking about random nonsense and like, I wanted to leave and I went to the bathroom and it was like eight 30 or like some weird time, like eight 20. And I came out and was like, oh, I told my friend I'd meet her for dinner at 8.35. Like, you know, it was like, <laughs> like, it was like a nonsensical time that you would meet someone for dinner. And I was like, oh, shoot, I got to run. Um, but, yeah, I don't usually need an excuse. I mean, usually, like, dates just end. But um, I did, like, I have hockey practice. Like, me and Missy quote these excuses all the time. Like, can you yeah. imagine if somebody actually said that? My boss is trying to contact me about a project that could save the company. Save the company, I like. Um, so there's an interesting, like what Jess says though, cause this is an interesting debate, Keith. All right. If mm-hmm. you're on a date, people like more or less understand an appropriate amount of a date to be like at least one drink. And if somebody, if the waitress comes and says, do you want another round? If either person says, no, I'm all set. That's like a pretty good indicator that like, I gave you the one drink, but I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Would you rather imagine yourself dating? Would you rather a person end it at the one drink mark or stay regardless of whether or not they want to see you again? Like, would you rather take the rejection after one drink and be like, oh, wow, like this really must have not gone well? Or do you continue the date and then hear later that they were? Well, you don't want to get your hopes up. That's the problem with the the second drink and second location or whatever. You don't want to get your hopes up. So. It, it just depends on how a person, you know, it, it depends on, like, if you're like, oh, my feelings would be hurt. I probably had rather the first. Just like, all right, it didn't work. Let's not let anybody lead anybody on here. It's, it's over. It does feel so brutal, though, to only be willing to have one drink with someone. Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm also not in this world. So what do I know? I mean, but you can imagine. It, it's it's I think like the I think. It's tough. Like, the jury is still out on what is the best thing to do. It's like the, the Alex Coons and Missy date. 
like neither of them wanted to continue the date. They ended up grabbing food after. Like, you don't yeah. even, it's just like, I don't know. I usually like, if I like the person and I'm having a good time, I'll continue as long as they want to continue it within reason. Right. But it's not necessarily an indication that like, I'm into it. I but it's complicated. Like, I think in like the the shidduch dating world, which is like the Jewish like yeah. matchmaking world, I think that they say I, this isn't like a hard and fast rule, but unless unless the person like like hate crime you on the first date, like you should always go on a second date. Like unless it was like a like a negative five out of ten, you should you, like you should do two dates. So in that world, it's like even the even one date, which I guess is the equivalent of one drink. Well, they're usually not going out for drinks if it's like that to the right you know what i mean so that also i think changes all the time i think women used to say that all the time like give give everyone a chance like give them a second date unless you were like yeah they hate crimes you or whatever mm -hmm. but like at the same time like i feel like there it's interesting that that gets told both ways i feel like men are much more willing to like cut bait sooner and not go on a second date than women that that's just how i feel like in my like general circle but because like women are like you know in New York City, it's like one of the worst places to meet men as a woman. It's like, it's like impossible. But um, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I, I, I go back and forth on that. Like, there are plenty of people who I probably would have gone on a second date with in my 20s. But now I'm like, I'm 31. Like, I know that this is not going to work. And it's not because of like a superficial reason or like you could grow on me or whatever. Yeah, you just know you it's want just more. like, it's a no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so this is interesting where Jess is like, it's hard. And I get like, it is hard to tell someone you're not interested in end date. Um, and Schmidt says, you just walk around worrying about people's feelings all the time. How do you get anything done? Did that resonate with you, Akiva? I don't feel like you uh, worry about that too much. No, well, I mean, it's also like, yeah, I mean, it is true to the character, certainly. No, I do. I worry about people's feelings all day. That's all I do. Mm, okay. So... <laughs> But I love this. This is a great pep talk from Schmidt. And this is what I tell my friends. I try to tell myself all the time. And what young daters listening to this, old daters listening to this should get at this is like, you're the prize. You're the pie. Like mm -hmm. that is, I think people go into dates. Tinks, who is an influencer, talks about this all the time, that people go into dates worrying about, did they like me? And they don't even think about, did I like them? So that is my new and improved dating attitude Beautiful. is I'm not worried about if they like me and they will because I'm me I'm the prize we'll see how long that lasts mm -hmm. no, <laughs> Probably like philosophy. two dates in and I'll be like simple you also can't really end. control if they like you but you can but you can sort of focus and it's interesting to see do you like them or not yeah like the but again, you could turn them off for like I don't know like a weird movement or a weird angle or like you don't know what people like or don't you know what I mean it's like you can't control what what they like, or you're wearing a dumb shirt. But you know, no, but that's but that's true. But it's so hard to feel. I, I mean, like, I'm being too uh, open with my life right now on this podcast. But like, no, the first like couple days. A, am I getting a message in a couple hours? Like, I had to cut out. Like, 20 no, I don't give a shit. Okay. A, a, a few uh, dates in with my ex boyfriend, I was like, I had that attitude. I was like, work, like I'm great, like this is fine. I like you, not whatever. But then once I liked him, it was a wrap. And you gotta you gotta stay vigilant. You gotta stay being the prize. Yeah, it's true. Simping ain't easy, you know. <laughs> That's what they. Do. Uh, all right. So then they continue, and Jess, as Jess goes through, she's getting more and more confident. Like 
recognizing Velcro shoes. Uh, an important document has gone missing. Uh, an important U.S. senator is trying to contact me. I liked all of these. I have an acquaintance who's in jeopardy. I'll use that on that to you. Maybe you're in jeopardy or my acquaintance who's in jeopardy. I, I also like the idea of an important U.S. senator. Like, it's not one of the minor senators. <laughs> one of the top ten senators needs me. Um, Keith, it's shocking how frequently I end up talking about you on dates. Really? Yeah. So that's, I guess that's why you're single. <laughs> well, one of my one of my prompts, which is my best prompt, mm-hmm. is believe it or not, I can definitively tell you the best logo in sports. That's so then one. that opens up to like the podcast and whatever and like or it'll just come up. I do a new girl podcast with this Orthodox Jewish guy, father of five in Israel. Like, you know, it's just like mm-hmm. it, it, it you come up more than I'd like to. I mean, you met my ex boyfriend twice. Yeah. yeah, I did. Twice. Yep. Was it twice? Um, once, just once, but he was nice. Um, Good night. The Mets came back one eight seven. They were down seven nothing. Yeah, that was exciting. Um, so, but Jess is getting too. Here's the here's the rub. Is like Jess is getting too Schmidt like, too superficial, too you know non shit dating, not willing to give them a chance, and she sees the very uh, dreamy Jacob, and. Um, which I want to clock that Jess is wearing such an outfit of the times. Like she's wearing the red wedges and the red bag. Very of that era. Like that won't mean anything to you, but that was very in vogue. Um, but she drops the I have hockey practice line because he mentions that he lives near the restaurant. And um, she, she like she's upset about it because he like tells her off. And probably deservedly so. That's, like, probably too harsh of a reaction to have. And then we get, the, like, Schmidt's attitude about dating. The Schmidt rules of dating only work to keep you dating. But they do not work to find a relationship. Interesting. Okay. So they get but you, she says the point of door. dating yeah. is to keep dating and never stop. Like, burning fossil fuels or going to therapy. <laughs> Uh, they're giving also energy of the dream cafe here that like Schmidt comes in and like the menu, they're doing too much. The rock shrimp meatballs. What is this place? Uh, yeah, that, I mean, also a lot, 10 days. How'd she schedule these 10 dates in one day? We don't really learn much. Well, Schmidt did it. All right. So let's check in with producer, with, with the rest of the gang. Producer Kelly says, what did you think of the Winston CC coach Nick storyline? I thought it was so fun and mixed the cast together in a great way. No notes, parentheses. Also no questions on it. Yeah. What were they? They were smoking pot. Yeah. Very fun. They go to the barbecue full of cops while they're high. And then Mm -hmm. like Winston ends up ingratiating himself into the group of cops because they all like prank the high people back. Yeah. Not a very intrusive, uh, um, you know, B, B storyline because the A was so strong and had so much of the episode. I liked it. This isn't going to be good for us. Matt Stewart says, who is the best high actor? We often talk about their drunk acting. Who is the best high actor? I liked CC in this episode, but I'm not sure. Yeah, we don't, we don't really know from experience, but. Uh, yeah, I mean. It was it was fun. I liked some of the. There were some good lines. Like, Great pool. I wish we could dive for rings. <laughs> that was very funny. Um, but yeah, like I I liked this. Winston ends up getting a nickname, Toilet. So good for him. He's he's in now. Yeah, Toilet. Not not the best nickname for your first day on the job, but better than no nickname, <laughs> I guess. 
And Cece is, yeah, I did like Cece here where she's talking to the dog about life advice. And it's like, oh, am I boring you now? <laughs> the dog walks away. Uh, but Cece is maybe going to go back to school here. That's her high thought. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because she is like very rudderless right now at the beginning of season four. So Ooh, I'm curious to see what, where, where we go with Cece next. All right. Producer Kelly says, Kiwi guide, what's sticking around from this episode? Winston being called toilet, Cece going back to school, Jess and Schmidt dating a bunch of randos. Anything? Jess going back to school, yes. Cece going back to school. Cece going back to school, yes. I'd say no to the other two. Okay. Um, who won the episode? Hmm. Um, it's hard to say because Jess and Schmidt were like so clearly the two sort of like lead characters of the episode. But not like Jess doesn't ultimately have good dates, and then Schmidt sort of gets shown at the end that he didn't really get dates either because he has feelings for the lady at the end. So I'm going to say Winston. I feel like Winston's found some direction. I think it has to be Winston. I agree. I think Winston wins because he like gets, he's the, he, like he has a problem at the beginning and it gets solved. Yeah. yeah. Um, Other people, it's the opposite where like they, things get worse or stay the same as the episode goes on. I think Jess, maybe it's like, you know, you got to get back out there and you've got to get dating to like get, you know, you got to be in it to win it. So I think she does like end up. No, nah, because if she met a good guy at the end, but she ends up, meeting like a loser magician it's not all about meeting the right guy you know okay. just gonna be doing it for yourself but yeah no fair I, I think it's Winston um producer Kelly says Schmidt he's hilarious 100% of the time in the dice stuff with Jess and was very wise on his takes on dating advice even if Barb didn't want to get coffee with him Matt Stewart says Winston because he got his nickname and had funniest quips of the episode plus for once pulled off an appropriate prank there you go mm-hmm um okay we do you want me to drop in a banana minute here that you haven't responded to and we just drop one in or you want to wait till yeah. next week yeah drop one in i think we have a we have such a backup of them let's drop one in Joseph, why are you wearing a stethoscope because i'm a doctor you're a doctor yeah but you're five years old i started when i was five what medical school yeah and you finished when you were five yeah. you're like yosef hauser that's crazy. Are you the youngest doctor in the whole world? Nope. There's younger ones that are like zero and one. I would probably not go to a doctor three. that's zero or one or two or three. Has been another doctor also? Okay, so let's do a garden man. So while you scramble to get that together, I'll set the scramble. timer. What are you trying to say? You don't think I have the garden minute ready? Well, usually you go, oh, oh, uh, let's do one next week. Uh, uh. Well, I also don't know, like, when you're going to, like, when the episode is ending, when we're going into, like, uh, okay, now it's, like, uh, you know, the Q&A time. Now we're going to hear from PK and everything. Yeah, well, that's why I gave you the time. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Here we go. So go. we missed a lot of, of uh, you know, the Affleck wedding, the, you know, horrible, disgusting, uh, you know, trouncing around that he's been doing with uh, Jennifer Lopez obviously <gasps> do not support I don't endorse that no we what don't endorse this at all terrible <gasps> but I don't agree with that okay but Jennifer Garner has been spotted wearing a new ring and people are thinking maybe it's her uh boyfriend John Miller the rich guy we've mentioned him before maybe like they're engaged too maybe it's like uh, a spite engagement maybe it's their true love but they've been together for She doesn't stri strike me as a spite engagement person. That's more of a me thing. Uh, but here's why I'm bringing this up. John Miller, her rich boyfriend, possibly fiancé. 
has two children. Do you want to know their names? Yes. Violet. Okay. You're saying Violet. That's fine. And no, that's Quest. the same. Quest. What do you think about Quest? Quest Love. All right, wait, but Violet is also Jennifer Garner's daughter. I believe that's name. correct. I believe, yeah, she has a Violet, and he, uh, and they each have a Violet, but he, she has a Serafina and Sam, and he has a Quest. Wild. I just spilled ice cream on myself. Were you eating ice cream? I had ice cream right before we started, because there was, like, no food in the house to, like, eat for dinner. Well, Mara should stop being on vacation and get get you some food to eat. I'm vacation in month three at this point. <laughs> I've got ice cream on my sheet. Life with you is one big vacation, I'm sure. Babe, move over. I've got ice cream on my sheet, I guess. <laughs> All right. We'll leave it for you to uh, handle that, Keeve. It seems like mm -hmm. you've got a lot on your plate. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to see if we have any reviews. We don't deserve to have them, but let's just mm -hmm. see. Um, I'll give you... All right. While you're thinking of this, next week, season four, episode three, Julie Berkman's older sister... Okay, I, I'm just going to say someone's going to be dating Julie Berkman's older sister, or she may be like a friend of Jess and Cece. I'm going to say... Well, who's Julie Berkman? I don't know. I'm going to say it's like an old friend of theirs for college, and Schmidt's... Uh, no, Nick's going to be dating her. Okay, do we get a new love interest for Nick? Let's it's see possible. next week. Uh, we have a couple of reviews. People were checking in. One of them from Doug Reiser. Miss you. Is this still a podcast? It is! And then uh, somebody named uh, Samantha M1 said, come back. I've been binge listening to this podcast and love every second. Come back. Well, good news. We're back. Uh, if you want to give us some support uh, or subscribe, you go to anchor.fm slash new girl old guy. Click through. You can review us on Apple Podcasts and probably Spotify as well. Uh, if you have any questions, that's the beauty of the questions, Doc. It's pinned at my Twitter, at LashTweets. You can, as you're watching, drop your questions. I always go back and look so you don't have to wait until the episode that we're on. Uh, you can follow Keeve at Keeve26. You could check out uh, the same story that Keeve told on this podcast, on the 32 Fans podcast and patron show. Uh, you can check out Renap with Akiva and Rob. You can catch up on the challenge USA. Brian and I were talking about that all season long. Rob is website.com slash challenge iTunes or can challenge feed. Yep. Could you tell, without looking at the numbers, could you tell that more people were listening because it was on CBS? Or was it sort of the same crew? Uh, I don't think we got as much engagement. Like, I think actually we did get more listeners, but it didn't feel like people were as Less engaged with it. you're saying, than normal? Or not as much? There were more listeners, but I don't think people were as interactive with us about the show. Interesting. So, like, casual. less dedicated listeners. Right. Um, but also, we were recording right after the episode. So, I think we also didn't really give people enough time for, to ask questions. Oh, okay. But, but, we're, but yeah, maybe they were interacting with the episode after. Um, and then Challenge 38, cast dropped. Moving swiftly on. We'll be back there covering it yeah. also. No October 12th. for you. You're the well, it's a month. Now. We have a month. Okay. All right, Keeve. We'll be back next week. Uh, looking forward to it. Is that a promise? Yeah, let's do this next week. We'll talk right, about let's, scheduling. Let's, let's do it next week. Perfect. All right. Goodbye. Bye. See you. I want to see you. My plate my down. My plate my down. My plate my down. My plate my down. My plate my down.